So I guess this is a question that a lot of psychologists have played around for many, many years, but let's talk about it and let's see what you think. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. Now, I'm recording this live from Bali, and unfortunately, I don't have my proper podcasting setup. So I thought I would rather just get these done than not have them done. We're going for it today. So I'm recording this with a little lapel mic that I was able to bring to my suitcase. So I hope the sound quality is okay. If not, I hope you're one of those people who enjoy the content more than the quality of the audio recording. I know there are some people out there who are probably a bit ADD or a bit on the spectrum, probably like myself, who are going to flip out because the audio quality may not be as good as normal. I hope that for the next couple of episodes, at least, or for the next week or so, you will be okay with the audio quality not being as high. Anyway, let's get into it. So today I really wanted to talk about something that is really important and it's really obvious here in Bali. And this is something that affects a lot of psychology and a lot of debates have come up in psychology around this topic. Now, before I get into it, for those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute, where we focus on mindset hacking, business hacking, and lifestyle hacking for those driven to achieve more in life, and I call them driven mofos, so that's our community, the driven mofo community. Let's talk a lot about, or let's talk a little bit more about, is it the environment or is it attitude? Now there are a lot of people out there who will complain and have a shitty attitude because of their past experiences, and they'll say, well, it was my environment that I got brought up in, it was my mum, it was my dad, they affected me in this way, it was how I went to school, that's the reason why I don't have what I want, or it might be that maybe I'm working in a job that I don't enjoy, so therefore it's the environment that dictates how I feel about life and my attitude. Now, this comes up quite a lot, especially in westernized society, because we reinforce a victim mentality, and the victim mentality is that, uh, and there are lots of benefits to the victim mentality as well, which is why it's so popular at the moment. It never used to be popular, it's been popular for probably the last 20 to 30 years. And I think it's really sort of grown since the 80s where people could blame their parents for why they were fucked up or they could blame their parents for why they did stupid shit in life in a court of law and get away with it. And so now we've had this society where now for multiple generations we've been able to blame everything else apart from looking in the mirror and taking responsibility for ourselves and our actions and our attitudes. It's been a great thing because the psychology field has grown, my field as well in the field of coaching and human behavior or human performance has grown because people are now more aware of the effects that happen to us internally with our mindset and so on. So it's not a bad thing. But there are a lot of people in our society who struggle and they struggle to get ahead. They struggle to do well financially. They will struggle to do well in their career. They struggle to do well with their health. They'll just struggle to do well in their relationships or just in general. Um, and so now there are a lot of people out there who are blaming their past circumstances and their past environment. And they say, this is the reason why. And the field of psychology and human behavior and also the court system, the legal system, has allowed people to do that. And so you can say, well, the reason why you know, I killed somebody is because of my bad childhood. And you can have your sentence downgraded or you might even get away with it. And there are AFL footballers now that you know, are getting pinned doing lines of coke or are getting pinned going out and partying and doing crazy shit and they say, well, it's just because of the environment. And so they blame the environment. And again, they either get away with it or they get a bit of a smack on the wrist 
And it's okay because it's not their fault. And so our society has, it's not your fault mentality. And that's cool, like it's great. But that doesn't help high performers. That doesn't help high achievers perform better. So you can not have the money that you want and say, well, it's because I grew up in a low socioeconomic environment. And so because of that, that now means that I don't have any money. And so you can blame that on your environment. And you can say, well, the reason why I won't get ahead financially is that it has everything to do with being brought up in a low socioeconomic environment. Yet statistically, if you look at those stats, people who normally do well financially do well because they are first generation who came from a struggling family or a struggling environment. So actually have a greater likelihood of achieving financial wealth or some sort of financial independence and doing, you know, getting into the top 10% financially if you didn't come from wealth. So then that makes me, someone like me anyway, ask a question, well, how's that the case? Because if environment dictates our future results and if we got brought up in a shitty environment, then that means that you know, people who are first generation wealth creators, which are the large majority of wealth creators, are you know, brought up in this environment, then why is it that they're not struggling? There are a lot of people who felt fat and overweight and obese as a kid or just felt shit about their body image and now they look after themselves and they go to the gym. So if you were at school and you got picked on as a child, like I did, where you know, maybe you were called fat or you were called chubby or you didn't like the way you looked, the majority of people who are in the gym right now working as adults do so because of their past environment. Then there are a lot of people out there who didn't get brought up or, or didn't have an upbringing in a great family dynamic. And now there are a lot of people out there who have amazing families because they don't want their family to turn out the way that they got brought up or they don't want their kids to experience what they experienced. And so they became great parents and they also have created an amazing family life or a family environment. So you will see that over and over and over again, that the past environment definitely does dictate the way that people achieve results, but more importantly, it's their psychology and their mindset more than anything. And so our values are normally created from our voids as kids. So what people want to achieve and how people want to do as adults has a high determining factor on their environment that they got brought up in and their past experiences as a child and the things that they perceive were missing. So for me, I got picked on quite a lot for being a dumb kid and put into special classes. And I think that's probably been maybe one of the huge reasons why I'm so driven to learn and to grow. I also was doubted quite a lot as a child and as a teenager growing up, and I felt like I was a stupid one and would never get anywhere in life, which is probably the reason why I have my purpose now, which is helping people to excel and helping people to reach their potential because I never had teachers around me that were like that and showed me that same, I guess that same encouragement to want to do something great and be great. So my voids, the things that I perceive were missing as a child are the things that I've been driven to fulfill as an adult also, I had shitty body image, and you've probably heard this story before, I never took my shirt off when we would go to swimming carnivals and stuff like that because I was ashamed of my body. And I remember the first time that that happened was in grade five at school. So now I go to the gym because I never want to feel that way again. So it's that past environment and the past experiences and the voids that I had that now create my drive to go to the gym and exercise, which is something I love. I'm highly fulfilled. So does our environment dictate where we end up in life? Yes. But more importantly, it's the psychology of how you use it because I could have been one of those people who was picked on as a child for having a poor body image. And now that's the reason why I don't do anything and why I'm overweight and why I sit on the couch and eat Pringles all day long and feel like shit and eat takeaway every night, which sometimes I do anyway, but I try and eat healthy takeaway if I can. Have I grown up in a low socioeconomic family and thought, well, this is just the way that it's meant to be and you know, gave up on myself? Yeah, I could have. 
because my family struggled quite a lot as kids. There were lots of things that we used to do that I'd never really talk about. Like my mum, we would go away on weekends with a lot of my parents' friends because they were quite young. And so at the end of the weekend, my mum would actually go and collect all the food that everyone was gonna throw in the rubbish and would take home and have leftovers. And we would eat that for you know, the next couple of days of the week. And my dad always used to call it sausage Sundays because everyone would buy these big, mum and dad's friends would buy these big meat platters. They were, you know, a lot of the people that they hung out with were mainly young single men. And so they would have these large meat trays or these meat platters. And on Sunday before we would drive home from the country after being camping for the weekend or whatever, they would all just go to throw them in the bin. And my mum would go around and collect all the meat and all the leftover food. And she would put them, yeah, she would put them in an esky or an ice bucket. And then we would go home and eat them, you know, eat the meat and stuff for the rest of the week. So there are a lot of things that I grew up in that I don't really talk about. But looking at that as a child, I thought I never ever want to be that poor kid again. And so that's driven me to be financially, I guess you could say financially savvy. I won't say financially independent because I'm not fully independent yet, but I'm definitely on the way there and close to it. Closer than most Australians anyway. But my point is, is it the environment that dictates where we end up? I'll let you figure that out. But over here in Bali, it's quite interesting because you essentially have a third world country and the attitudes of most Balinese, the majority of Balinese is incredible. You can walk down the street and they smile and they just go, hello, and they'll just talk to you. Sometimes they'll say, do you want a taxi or something like that? But normally they're pretty friendly. You can smile at them and say, no, thank you. And a lot of them smile. They smile a lot. They say hello. And obviously tourism is very important here. So they want to look after a lot of tourists because I guess that feeds their family but they don't have to smile. There are a lot of places around the world that rely on tourism and they don't give a shit. I can travel a lot of places in Australia that rely upon tourism and there are plenty of people who just don't give a shit there and they treat most tourists as though they're incompetent or ignorant or you know, why are you interrupting my day? Whereas over here, most of the time the service is pretty good. Most of the time they will smile and say hello and thank you and they're very polite. They will go out of their way to help you and not only do I see that with Westerners, but I also see it with Balinese people as well, is they're very friendly and very social most of the time. So you would think that the environment of a third world country or essentially a third world country would dictate a lot of people's attitudes, but it just goes to show that attitude overrides environment and the Balinese people show that amazingly. And same as if you've ever been to Fiji, Fiji is amazing. They're some of the most happiest people on the planet. And again, it's a third world country. A lot of the time when you travel overseas, if you go to countries like South Africa or some of the African countries, a lot of times that there are a lot of very polite people. Now, I think that there is a crossover between people who live in more of a westernized, socialized environment and are poor versus people who are poor but don't know any different or anything like that. Because if you go out into the country in Africa and so on, the majority of the time people are really, really friendly. If you take a bunch of really low socioeconomic people and put them in an environment where there's a lot of wealth as well, that can also cause a bit of bitterness. It can cause, I think, corruption. There can also be, I guess there can be some challenges as well around like robbery, but I don't really see that, especially in Bali or Fiji. I'm just speaking from experience from when I have traveled through South Africa and so on. But my point is that I'll let you decide whether it is attitude that's the most critical factor to your success or whether it's the environment. In this day and age, most people are blaming the environment for the reason why they don't achieve. But personally, from my own experience and my own journey and from my own travels around the world, I would say that attitude is 99% of 
how someone will end up in life. And someone can live a great life and be completely fulfilled just by having a great attitude versus I've worked with plenty of people and had plenty of people who have come to me for private consulting or private coaching who have huge businesses that run really, really well and they're absolutely miserable. And they will tell you all about the environment, that it's the economy, it's their shit staff, it's you know their crappy relationship, it's their kids or whatever it is. And they will blame their environment instead of realizing that their attitude is 99% of the problem. And it's the 1% the environment that has an effect on that 99% to then throw it over the edge. Instead of realizing that you can still have a great attitude in a shitty environment and still enjoy life. So anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope that you enjoy this episode and I hope that it makes you reflect a little bit about the way you live every day and whether you're looking in the mirror each and every day and asking yourself the question, am I enjoying life? And if I'm not enjoying life, is it because of my environment or is it because of my attitude? And you can change both of those things, especially if you live in the westernized world. You can change both your environment and you can change your attitude. And it's up to you which one you choose to change first, but I know which one I would take. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I just want to say a massive shout out to everyone who has been rating the podcast on all the podcasting platforms. If you haven't already done so, if you can please do so, it makes a massive difference to getting this out to more people as well. I think we are almost up to 55 star reviews. It only takes literally one second. You just got to click on the star and then it comes up with a rating and you just got to give it a rating and then that's it. It saves it for you. If you haven't already done so, if you can give the podcast a rating, that would be awesome. I just want to say a massive shout out to those who have sent me messages letting me know that you're enjoying the podcast and also asking any questions that you've got that you'd like me to cover on the podcast as well. I really do appreciate it. Have a great day, Driven Mofos, and I look forward to you joining me back here on another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur all the way from Bali. Take care, have a great day. I look forward to you joining me back here on the next episode.